something very profound in the book of John chapter 20 verse 29 John chapter 20 verse 29 Jesus said hallelujah this is the word of the very word of Jesus John chapter 20 verse 29 Jesus said unto him Thomas speaking to Thomas he said Thomas because thou hast seen me thou hast believed he's trying to tell Thomas Thomas because you seen me and then you believe because Thomas was one of though you know those people who actually doubted whether Jesus was raised back to life and they are here you know John was writing Jesus said unto Thomas Thomas says you know if I see the nail marks on his hand and if I touch his side then I'd believe because he was hearing the stories from the other disciple and then Jesus appeared and said Jesus said unto him Thomas because thou hast seen me thou hast believed but he says blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed hallelujah praise the Lord so we know it the word blessed there comes from the Greek word makarios makarios meaning you are supremely blessed Hallelujah, you are more blessed. Even though John says, I've handled the word of life, even though Peter says, we were eyewitnesses, I heard. As beautiful as the physical experience may be, but he says, it's more blessed. Jesus said, it's more blessed. You are Makarios. Can you say, why are you Makarios? Why are you more blessed? Because you have not seen and yet you have believed. Because for you, to come into the kingdom of God, your contact with God is by faith. God is pleased. God is more pleased, hallelujah, when you operate in faith or by faith. Faith, for without faith, it is impossible to please Him. So it doesn't matter the experience. You may have seen Him. It doesn't matter all the things that is happening. Hallelujah. So they saw Jesus. They handled the word of life. But He said something, you know, hallelujah, it's more than this. Hallelujah, it's more than this. That's why you got to understand you got to understand, we are now in the dispensation or the administrations, hallelujah, of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Hallelujah, the Holy Spirit. God is dealing with the world through the Holy Spirit. Now with the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, you are, you've given a chance, you've given an opportunity to know more about the secrets and the mysteries of God. Are you hearing me? The Holy Spirit is not just coming to you to make you speak in other tongues. Of course, those are part, it's part, part of the package. But the Holy Spirit, the Lord brought to you to give you, to show you, hallelujah, your inheritance in Christ Jesus. The thing that the Lord has given freely to us. That's what the scripture says. So, hallelujah, the Lord gave us the Holy Spirit so that we can see. Now, hallelujah, in this generation that we live in, you and I can relate to God more, can, can know more things about God. Yeah. Hallelujah, compared to the older generation, compared to the, to the Old Testament. Praise the Lord. They, were, they always wait for signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. That's why they build tabernacles or temples outside. You know, tabernacles. God commanded them to build tabernacles. But you and I, the story has changed. God has chosen to come into your heart. And you have become the tabernacle of God. Hallelujah. You have become the tabernacle of God. The Lord, you know, refer to our spirit as the naos. Meaning, you are the actual shrine of God. You house the image of God. You actually house... Hallelujah, God Himself. Amen? That's how it is. That's the spirit of man. Hallelujah, your body is the outer court. Amen? Your soul, praise the Lord, is a holy place. And then you have your most holy place where the presence of the Lord is, where the word of God is. And that is what? Your spirit. Your spirit is where the Holy Spirit lives. That God resides. You are holy. Amen? You are holy because the Lord lives in you. 
Hallelujah. Holiness is not dependent on your actions. Your holiness is not dependent on what you do. Your holiness is because, hallelujah, God has made you so. A new creation is holy because of the presence of God. Hallelujah. And then what happened because of that holiness in you, God wants you to display, hallelujah, that life, that power, that God that is in you. Amen. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, there are a few things that I want to think, you know, uh, discuss with you today. Hallelujah. You know, uh, from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 16. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to take you on a journey here so that you can understand what the Spirit of the Lord wants, to, wants you to know. So pay close attention. So I'm not really, you know, the kind of preacher that uh, always want to introduce or give you the title of every sermon. Hallelujah. Because there's so much that you need to learn. But as you look, as you, as you stay with me, if you stay connected, you will be able to see where the Lord wants to take you. Hallelujah. If I give you titles, you can assume and you can just go, Pastor said this, and then you can assume. So now, let's, let's look at this. So what happened? I'm showing you the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 1. And it's an amazing story here. Hallelujah. It's not just a story. This is a, an account of a real event that happened. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul? Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Hallelujah. So here, you know the story. Hallelujah. Saul was king. And then he sinned against God. Hallelujah. And the story changes. So now here God is speaking to Samuel and says, How long will you really mourn for Saul? You keep, you keep on crying for Saul. Hallelujah. Seeing I have rejected him for reigning over Israel. He said, Now stand up, fill thy horn with oil, and go. I will send thee to Jesse. Hallelujah, the Bethlehemite. Praise the Lord. Go to Bethlehem, go and see Jesse. For I have provided me a king among his sons. He said, go, go, go to his family. There's a king among his sons. But this is when Saul is still alive. Look at verse 2. And Samuel said, how can I go? Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hit, he will kill me. All right? And the Lord said, take an half hour with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. Hallelujah. So he says, you can use this as a prop, right? If he ask you, say, I'm coming to do sacrifice. Verse 3, and call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do, and thou shalt anoint, anoint him whom I name, anoint me him whom I name unto thee. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake, and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Hey, comest thou peacefully? Because you know, the man of God is coming, the prophet of the Lord is coming. Are you going to declare, you know, apocalypse <laughs> against his place? And he said, Peacefully, I, I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Then he said, Sanctify yourselves. Come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesus and his son and called them to the sacrifice. Are you following? And it came to pass when they came, when they when they were come, that he looked on Eliab. Hallelujah. Eliab is a first son of Jesse. Excited. You know, Samuel was so excited. And he said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Praise the Lord. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Hey, 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 Samuel. Look on, look not on his countenance. Don't just look at outside. Or the height of his stature because I have refused him. That's a very powerful word. Hallelujah. He said, I have refused him. Mm -hmm. 
He says, for the Lord sees not as men see as. He says, the Lord, he doesn't see as how men sees. Glory to God. Then he says, for men look at on the outward appearance. He says, men look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Can you see that? Yeah. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he says, neither had the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Shammah to pass by, and he said, Neither had the Lord chosen this. And again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord has, has not chosen this. And Samuel said unto Jesse, I, I hear all thy children. I hear all thy children. And he said, There remained yet the youngest. And behold, he kept with the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come thither. Praise the Lord. We will not sit down until he come hither. So first Samuel, then verse 12, he says, And he sent and brought him in. Now he was a ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance. It's not a, as handsome as the others or good looking and, and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, Samuel, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of the brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came unto David for that day forward. Hallelujah. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Glory to God. Praise God. Very powerful story, very powerful illustration that we see here. And now I wanted to notice something again, and I'm going to take you, take you back to verse 6. Pay close attention. Go back to verse 6 and verse 7. Verse 6, he says, And it came to pass, when they were come, and he looked at Eliab, and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. This is the elder son. And verse 7, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. I have refused him. Glory to God. I have refused him. God didn't say, I have not chosen him you know if he had said I have not chosen him it would have been you know you know okay as well but he used this word I have refused him glory to God amen he said I have re refused him that means hallelujah glory to God that the Lord has actually rejected who hallelujah not so is Eliab the first son of Jesse he said I have refused Glory to God. So, my God. Hallelujah. Means the Lord has rejected him. What does it mean? It means that the Lord has considered Eliab. And he has, no, he has actually not considered Eliab. But he had found him not suitable. Even though the look is amazing. Even though he's, he looks like a king. Out of everybody. Hallelujah. But he told Samuel, Samuel is not about the look. It's not about the outside appearance. Hallelujah. He says, man judges the heart. But there's a way I judge things. Glory to God. Man judges the outside. But there's a way I judge things. Glory to God. Amen. So, when we see that, when we see the constructions here, the, the, the communication, the constructions of sentence here, we can see, hallelujah, that there is an indication that God must have something, you know, that, that, that God must have seen something in Eliab's heart because he told Samuel, 
I judge the heart. You get it? He said, men see outside. So when he says that I have refused him, that means it's a clear indication that the Lord looked and he found something inside this man's heart. Hallelujah. And then he knew this, that thing that is in his heart makes him unfit to be king. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, the brothers as well, his brothers would not chosen either. Glory to God. So what happened? Hallelujah. You know the story. Then Samuel anointed David. Praise the Lord. In the book of, let's go. Uh, if you read from there, you will see the, the whole story which I've just read with you. So, what did God see in David? Hey. What did God see in David? Hallelujah. It's like a radar, you know. Elliot, third. The other one, third. The other one, third. But when it comes to uh, David, ding. Hey. That's it. Hallelujah. The question is, what did God see in David? He said, Elliot, no, 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 no. I refused him. I rejected him. Because he looks like this. He just looked directly into the heart. So he knew, he knew, he knew. Mm -hmm. Not this one. Glory to God. So now, what did God see in him? What did God, why, why did God want David, want David? And then the answer, remarkably, hallelujah, you know, God's remarkable testimony of David can be found in the book of Acts chapter 13 verse 22. Go to the book of Acts chapter 13 verse 22. We see... Hallelujah, Acts chapter 13 verse 22, he says, let's read this together. And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be the king, to whom also he gave testimony. God gave a testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart. Which of, and then he says, a man after mine own heart. So the man after God's heart so what? Fulfill all my will. Mm. Did you get it? Did you get it? Hallelujah. So he knew there's a will that needs to be done. His will needs to be done. Be it in your workplace, be it in your family. Hallelujah. And then he knew the heart is vital. The heart is vital. Hallelujah. If the Lord can change the heart, if the heart is attuned, his will Hallelujah, can come into place. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In anywhere, in your business. Hallelujah. In your finances, in your family. Hallelujah, in your education. Come on now. What matters is the will of God at the end of the day. Yes, Hallelujah. But for that to happen, God needs to deal with the heart first. Are you hearing me? Praise the Lord. So he said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, <coughs> a man after my own heart which shall fulfill all my will. Praise the Lord. So David was a man whose heart was after God. Hey. Whose heart yeah. is after God. Hey. What are you after? Hey. What are you after? What are you after? You wake up in the morning. What comes first in your mind? What's the desire of your heart? Are you hearing me? What's the desire of your heart? First thing, when you're alone, hallelujah, without anybody you know, around you, what is in your heart? What is your, you know, the things that you drive, your motivation, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So you would see something. 
Hallelujah. David was a man whose heart was after God. When you go to the book of Proverbs chapter 23 verse 26, I like this. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 26. Let's go there. Proverbs 23 verse 26. He says, read it together to me. My son, he said, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. He said, nothing else. Just give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. He says, my son, just give me your, thine heart and, thine, and let thine eyes observe my ways. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know, the perfect heart is the one that seeks after God. Hallelujah. What is your heart seeking after? Is it seeking after wealth? Is it seeking after fame? Come on. Is it seeking after all the fleshy things that you should have, you know, this, this and that. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. What is your attitude to God and to service in His kingdom? Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, your attitude to God. Hallelujah. Your service in His kingdom must be inspired by His Holy Spirit and you must reflect His love. Hallelujah. That's why, you know, the man of God always reminds us that you always need to examine yourself continually. Examine yourself continually. And be sure there is no root of bitterness. Be sure. You've got to be sure there's no root of bitterness, malice, or anger in your heart. Glory Because sometimes you might be, you know, take for example, you might be, um, you know, doing certain things that look right to you, but is not right to God. Are you getting this? Take for example, you might be praying to God, Lord, you know, my family here, my husband's family, they, um, you know, they always, you know, saying things to me, maybe, and then you feel bad, and maybe take for example, you said, oh, I, you know, they're saying, I don't have, I don't have children, maybe, and then you start to say, okay, Lord, please give me a child, give me a child, to show them, to show them, I just want to show them that, 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 that you know, I want to show my mother-in-law that, that, that I'm a Christian. Hallelujah. Beautiful prayer. Hallelujah. But what is the motive behind it? Is your motive just to, because you have, hallelujah, that feeling against your mother-in-law? Hallelujah. And that's why it prompts a lot of people. Hallelujah. It's because of selfishness. They operate that way. They think, they think everything is just about themselves. But where is God? You know, the Lord has you know taught me to just you know when i when i pray i don't need to pray and focusing my attention on certain things you know if i come you know it's different we have if we have prayer points so we pray and focus but if you're praying alone and as you speak in other tongues it's just my spirit giving praise and worship just to him nothing else but it's all about him it's all about him it's all about him it's all about him I mean, for hours, it's all about him. Glory to God. Not praying. I make sure, I make sure not to think about, you know, praying, I need thee. Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And guess what? God inhabits the praises of his people. Glory to God. So now think about it. Hallelujah. The Lord wants your heart. The Lord just wants your heart. So people... Pastor has also reminded us this. He told us people are the same, irrespective of their conditions. 
Hallelujah. Whether a person is poor, whether a person is rich. Hallelujah. They are exactly the same. Except, except there's a transformation in the heart. Take for example, if a poor man is so wicked, right? A poor man is so wicked. Glory to God. And then, he won't be different when he becomes rich. Are you hearing me? Praise the Lord, he won't be difficult when he becomes rich. So, while he was poor, he doesn't have resources to fund his wickedness. Glory to God. So when he becomes rich, this is what happened. He's able to prosecute the wickedness that is in his heart with his what? Resources. Are you hearing me? So, in other words, Pastor Chris has taught us that money actually amplifies character. Hallelujah. Money amplifies character. Take for example, you really want to know what is this person, who is this person giving a large sum of money. You will know the first thing that comes when wherever he buys this and that, the focus. Hallelujah. That's the focus of that man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Sometimes people say, what would you do with a million dollars? They will say, okay, I'd, I'd, I'd you know, help the poor. You know, that's the first thing that comes in your mind. But wait, just give the million dollars. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. So money, the man of God, Pastor Christ, told us that money amplified characters. Character. Hallelujah. So people only carry out the good or the bad in their hearts depending on their resources. Are you hearing me? People carry out the good and the bad in their hearts depending on their resources. Hallelujah. No wonder, you know, you know, oftentimes, you know, you know, Christian in Christianity, you know, wealth is normally associated with 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 uh, wealth is associated with the wicked, right? Or riches is more normally associated with those who are sinful. Hallelujah. But if you read the scripture, it's, it's not really. It's the heart that matters. Hallelujah. If your heart is focused, you can, hallelujah, you can bring the you can put everything under control, money under control, things under control. It won't influence you. You are the, you are the master. Hallelujah. And money becomes your dog. Sometimes people, they do things because of money. They can even choose to kill somebody else because of, somebody offered them, you know, hey, two, two million, two million. Two million? Simple, just go and kill the other person. They kill the other person, and then they got the two millions, and then something's happening with their mind all throughout the year. They've been haunted by that particular killing that they did. Praise the Lord. So think about it. People only carry out the good and the bad in their hearts depending on their resources. Jesus said it in the book of Matthew chapter 12, verse 23. Matthew chapter 12, verse 23. Hallelujah. Let's go there. He says this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Turn to them as a neighbor. You are blessed. Hallelujah. Say, are you following? Hallelujah. I'm, su I'm supremely blessed of the Lord. I know I am. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. Let's read this. Hallelujah. Just switch to 33, not 23. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. He says, Either make the tree good and his fruit what? Good. Or else make the tree corrupt. And his fruit what? Corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. Glory to God. He says, for the tree is known by his fruit. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, if you make the tree good, then the fruit will be good. So, if you make the tree bad, if you corrupt the tree, then the fruit will be corrupt. 
So this means people are different from how they are inside, basically. Hallelujah. So what does God want? What does God want? He wants a change in your heart. He wants a change in your heart. Hallelujah. He wants a transformation from the inside. Are you hearing me? The Lord wants a transformation from the inside. Not so much you, hallelujah, changing your hairstyle. Not so much on, you know, what expensive perfume that you have. Of, of course, those are really good. Hallelujah. Not so much on the shoes that you wear. But the transformation that God wants is from the inside. He said, if you make the tree good, then the fruit will be good. If the tree is corrupt, the fruit will be corrupt. So the Lord's focus was what? It's just in the heart. He said, my son, give me thine heart. Let your eyes observe my ways. Glory to God. Are you following? Do you know what? The, the importance of the man's heart was the whole reason Jesus Christ came into this world. He came so that he can set up his kingdom in our hearts. Are you hearing me? That's the importance of heart. He knew I must create a generation that is different from every previous generation. And for that to happen, I'm going to deal directly with the heart. The Lord Jesus Christ came into this world with a kingdom in his heart. Kingdom is in heart. And then now, when he came, hallelujah, it is now possible for everyone that believes in Christ to have this kingdom now established in their heart. Hey, glory to God. Praise the Lord. So now we have received Christ. We have the kingdom in our hearts now. So I have the kingdom in my heart right now. So what does that mean? The peace, the beauty, the glory, the grace, the excellence, and the life of God have been set up in your heart. The Lord has set up his kingdom in your heart. Oh, you carry the kingdom with you. Excellence is in you now. Why? Because of Christ. The moment you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, hallelujah, he has come into your heart. And then what happened? His kingdom is now in your heart. What is happening now? The beauty of the kingdom. The glory of the kingdom. The peace of the kingdom. The excellence of the kingdom. Glory to God. Is now in your heart. Hallelujah. Say it's in my heart now. Say God is at home in my heart now. Come on. Say God is at home in my heart now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is a gospel. Hallelujah. That's a gospel. The gospel is the Lord can now stay in your heart. So he rejected Eliab. He says, I've rejected thee. I've rejected him. Why? Because of his heart. But when you look at David, he said, He's the one. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So think about it. God knew in order to make things work, he came and he put his love in your heart first. First step, if you make the tree good, the fruit will be what? Will be good. If you corrupt the tree, the fruit will be corrupt. So he knew the way that we know. He knows, you know, because he knows the mechanics of life, because he's a great, great mechanic, the master engineer of the world, of the universe, the architect of the universe. So he's a designer. The creator, praise the Lord. So he knew, hallelujah, what you know how to fix the back end access of things. Are you hearing me? So what happened? He knew how to fix things. He said, No, 
if I deal with the tree, the fruit will be fine. Hallelujah. And then what happened? He did it. The focus is the heart. So God put his love first in our heart. And then what happened? Your heart is where he seeks to work. Your heart is where God seeks to work. Do you know why? why? That's, that's where the blessing is. That's where all the blessings are. Come on, somebody. All the blessings, they are in your heart. Praise the Lord. Then from your heart, you can flow out to others. Glory to God. The things in your heart will then flow out to others. You can impact people around you if your heart is impacted. Come on. There's a love of Christ in you, in your heart. So that's, this is the reason why God wants us to study his word more, to get more of his word, so that you have the, the consciousness of what the Lord has already deposited in you. The moment when you have this confidence, the moment when you have, I know, revelation, knowledge of what the Lord has deposited in you, things around you will change. You start to impact the world around you from your heart. You're not running around to get answers from every, from, from, from just anyone or anybody. You're, you're getting it from the deeper recession of your heart. You're drawing from the wells of salvation. That's what the Bible says. We draw from the wells of salvation. Come on, somebody. It's a life as a Christian. So the solution, the answer, is it not? If the Lord knew, if I only can deal with the heart, the story will change. If I only can deal with a tree, the story will change. And that was the Lord did. He came. He said, hello, everybody. Now the kingdom cannot be set in your heart. The kingdom of God is established in righteousness, in love. Hallelujah. The Bible says the beauty of God. Shines in Zion. Glory to God. And that kingdom is now inside of you. So God put his love there. And he knew the only way which I can deal with your neighbors, you can deal that the Lord can actually deal with your neighbors well, is for you to deal with your heart first. Hallelujah. What's your focus? Amen. How are you looking at things around you? Glory to God. You know, Pastor Chris, one time he talked about spiritual sin and physical sin. Talked about it. I saw it. I said, ah, woof. I heard it. I said, oh my. Oh my. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. So think about it. The nature of God is in your heart. The spirit of God is even in your heart. The life of God is in your heart. Zoe is in your heart. The Lord has set everything in your heart. Glory to God. What is the desire of your heart? Amen. Now think about it. The transformation, the glory that is evident in your soul. Hallelujah. The transformation and the glory that can be seen from your soul. Hallelujah. Can be seen from your body. They are the result, come on, they are the result and the impact and the influence of the life and the nature of God that is in your spirit, that is inside of you. Did you see that? So the impact and the influence of the life of God. How has the life of God influenced you? How has the power of God inside of you, the Holy Spirit inside of you, influenced you? Has the power inside of you influenced the way you talk, the way you deal with life? And the way you know you communicate with others, how you know everything about your life, your finances, your job, your relationship. Has the kingdom inside of you impacted things around you? So, hallelujah, I told you the transformation 
God knew that men can change. But he says, let me set everything in his heart. Let me set everything in his heart. And it is our role to seek first that kingdom that is in our heart. What is the type of hell in our kingdom that is in my heart? What is the wealth of the kingdom in my heart? That's why when we talk about we cannot be broke, we cannot, you know, we cannot be poor, because those are the kingdom life that's already in you. It's deposited in your heart. Glory to God. If you want to allow God to move in you and take, you know, you know, over everything in your life, you've got to be conscious of that life that is inside of you. Yeah. Number one, you're not ordinary. Amen. You're ordinary because you're born of God. Anything that is born of God overcometh the world. Even our faith. Glory to God. Are you hearing me? Anything that is born of God overcometh the world. So as a Christian, this beautiful thing, the beauty, the glory, the excellence, and everything is deposited in our heart. He's there, is in me. And then sometimes you wonder, what is wrong? Why am I? It's your consciousness, your understanding of the things that the Lord has already deposited in your heart. He says, my son, just give me your heart. What is your focus? Glory to God. He didn't just stop there. He says, my son, give me that heart. And let your eyes, let, let my eyes observe my ways. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're fixing your gaze on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in the book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse, verse 23, he told us about another powerful revelation about the heart. He says in the book of Proverbs 4, 23, he says, keep thine heart with all diligence. Meaning, you've got to be careful of your heart. You've got to be careful. You've got to keep it with all diligence. Why? He says, for out of the heart, are the issues of life. Out of your heart comes out the issues of life. Issues. Things come out. The reason why certain, you know, people behave in certain certain way, hallelujah. Why? He didn't, he said, it didn't come from, it didn't come from anywhere. It's just coming from the heart. So he knew when he looked at Eliab, he said, mm, I refused you. Hallelujah. He says, you cannot be the person that I can trust to do my will. Come on, Come on, it's every Christian dream to be all that God wants you to be, isn't it? Yeah. It's all Christian dream to be where God wants us to be. Hallelujah. If that hasn't been your dream, I don't know what else. How do you just, you know, in your private time, you say, Lord, I just want to be where you want me, you want me hey. to be. Think about it. You always say, say all those things. That's like a dream. That's like, you know, the... The, the, the utmost desire of every Christian. That's how it is. If that has not become your dream, then, then I don't know. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The reason why, hallelujah, that, you know, you come. So think about it. Think about it. So he knew, hallelujah. If that is the desire, his desire, his plan, is none other than his will. You get it? Look at how he said it in the book of Acts when he was speaking, testifying, concerning the life of David. He said, he did is a man after my own heart. And then what happened? Then he says, hallelujah, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. All oh, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus prayed the prayer. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But how can God's will be done? Hallelujah. It is done through you. Through you. But if you want to allow God to work so hard in you, think about it. You want to be a perfect soul winner. That's a will of God. 
Hallelujah. You want to speak to nation, want to bless it. That's the will of God. We want to heal the sick. That's the will of God. The will of God in your life is for you to extend the life of Jesus Christ here on this earth. According to the prophets, by, you know, from the book of Isaiah. That's God's vision for you. That's God's dream. That's God's plan. That's God's will. For you to extend, prolong the days of the Messiah in the earth. Hallelujah. That's God's dream for you. But if you allow your heart, praise the Lord, think about it. He wants everything to begin. He begins everything from our heart. But it's up to you. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. Well, are you going to give him your heart? Or partially give? If you want God to use you, listen very carefully. If you want God to use you, use you to the climax. Hallelujah. To the greatest level, you know, in a possible level ever. In your Christian work before the rapture of the church. Is all in your heart. The key is all in your heart. Hallelujah. I told you something. Hallelujah. When it comes in my moment of worship with the Lord. I don't want to ask him this. And then it's just, just me and him to you know, about his greatness, fullness. It's just praise and worship the Lord. So my speaking tongues revolve around it. It's different from when we pray using prayer points. But when you pray on your own prayer, that's that's it. That's it. That's it. It's all about him. Praise the Lord. Say it's all about him. Oh, hallelujah. Turn to neighbor. Neighbor, it's about his heart. It's about your heart. Hallelujah. So he says, keep my heart with all diligence. Why? For out of it, what? The issues of life. Remember, one of the most remarkable thing about David was, was Samuel's testimony, right? Hallelujah. If you go to the book of First, First Samuel chapter 13, verse 14. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 13, verse 14. Samuel told Saul, also Samuel, the solar, the king Saul was the king, the ruling king. But the Lord has shifted his plan. To choose David. So now, so Samuel told Saul that God has sought for someone who, you know, who's after his own heart. He said, but now thy kingdom shall not continue. That means his kingdom, his reigning has been discontinued. Why? The Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord hath commanded him to be captain of his people. Over his people. Because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Can you see that? Are you in this place? So it's about his heart. David had a heart that was after God. And that's one of the greatest blessings to ever wish for, my brothers and sisters. Glory to God. So having a heart, hallelujah, that is perfect towards God. Having a heart, hallelujah, that is perfect towards God. And then a willing mind. And a willing mind to do his perfect will. So it's a great, great blessing from God. Hallelujah. But guess what? It doesn't work by itself. Because you have a mind and a will on your own. Are you hearing me? Listen, listen, listen. God has set up a kingdom in your heart. Say, I have the kingdom in my heart. I have the kingdom. What does that mean? It's possible to live and display that kingdom life that is inside of you. Hallelujah. But, hallelujah, it doesn't work by itself. Because the Lord has given you, you have your own mind and you have Hallelujah. Your own will. You have a mind and your will of your own. Hallelujah. Remember. Hallelujah. Before the Lord anointed David. Hallelujah. God was the one that gave Saul. His, you know, Saul. David's predecessor. 
a good heart so that he can deal with Saul. Did you know that? If you see from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10, I'll read from verse 1. Let's, let's try to read from verse 1. Hallelujah. And we'll see, we'll read through till verse 9. So let's look at verse 1. Then Saul took a, a vial of oil and put it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee to be captain over his, his inheritance? Verse 2. When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by, by Rachel's sepulchre in the border of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say unto thee, The asses which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father has left the care of the asses and sorrowed for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? Verse 3. Then shalt thou go on forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of the bow. They shall meet three men going up to God. Can I have it in NIV translation from verse 3? Hallelujah. Let me make it simpler for you. I don't want to give you too much of thou and shalt and all those, eh? I mean, I love it anyway. Let's look at it from the NIV translation. And you should too. Praise the Lord. You gotta be fast. They will greet you, I think verse 3. From verse 3. They, then you will go on there until you reach the great tree of Tabor. Three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you there. One will be carrying three young goats, and another three loaves of bread, and another a skin of wine. Next verse. They will greet you and offer you two loaves of bread, which you will accept from them, okay? After that, you will go to Gilbah of God, where there is a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets. You'll meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with liars and tambourines and flutes and harps being played before them and they will be prophesying. Alright, next verse. Verse 7. Sorry. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power. Hmm. The Spirit of the Lord will come on you in power and you will prophesy with them and you will be changed into a different person. So what was, you will be changed into a different person. It was the Lord himself that dealt with Saul. Glory to God. He, he was the one that gave him that heart so that he can rule over his inheritance. Glory to God. Look at the next verse. Once these signs are fulfilled, do whatever your hands finds to do for God is with you. Look at the next verse. Verse 8. Go down ahead of me to Gilgal. I will surely come down to you to sacrifice burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. But you must wait seven days until I come to you and tell you what you are to do. Verse 9. As Saul turned to leave Samuel, God changed Saul's heart. And all these signs were fulfilled that day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So God was the one that gave Saul that heart. Hallelujah. Yet something happened. He didn't serve God perfectly. He didn't serve God perfectly. When Saul first, you, you know the story there, look at verse 10. When Saul first met Samuel as a prophet, the Bible says, look at verse 10. When they arrived at Gilbah, a procession of prophets met him. The Spirit of God came upon me, upon Saul in power, and he joined in their prophesying. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So why did Saul prophesy? That was the outward manifestation of what he had received. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. What was that? There was a change in the inside. There was a change in the inside. Hallelujah. 
the Bible specifically told us that. Look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. Hallelujah. Go back to verse 9. And Saul turned to leave. Hallelujah. God changed Saul's heart. The Bible specifically told us that the Lord changed his heart. So it was the Lord that changed Saul's heart. Because of the will that he has set before him to do. But when we look at the story as we study. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. We found out. He didn't maintain his perfect heart. The Lord gave him a perfect heart. But he didn't maintain the perfect heart. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 13. Let's go to chapter 13. I'll read from verse 8. And I'll read from verse 8 till we finish with verse 14. Let's look at this. He waited seven days, the time set by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and Saul's men began to scatter. Saul's men began to scatter. So, what was happening? Heart. Say heart. He waited seven days. The instruction from Samuel, you need to wait seven days. Wait for me. But in the, in the span of the seven days, something happened. The, the time set by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal exactly after seven days. What was happening? And his men, Saul's men began to scatter. So he began to move. What happened? There's a challenge in his perfect heart. Are you hearing me? God wants you to do his will perfectly this year. How many of you are following me right now? And knowing the things the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you? So he waited seven days at the time set by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and so Saul's men began to scatter. Look at the next verse. So he said, bring me the burnt offering. He is not supposed to do the sacrifice. He's not. He's not according to the law. <clears throat> he said, bring me the burnt offering. <clears throat> and the fellowship <clears throat> offerings. And Saul offered up the burnt offering. Look at the next verse. Just as he finished making the offering, bam, Samuel arrived. Can you see? He was impatient. He was impatient at that moment. He thought, let me just do this. The instruction was clear. If the instruction, according to the instruction, seven days, so whatever, a lot of people think, it's not coming, it's too late. The attitude of the heart of certain people, hallelujah, often sometimes, because of that, they neglect simple instructions from God. And it costs them their life, costs them their future, costs them their ministry. So, in other words, when Samuel was coming, Samuel was coming, number one, the way he should look at the man of God should be different. Hallelujah. But he was like, oh, maybe God will accept because everything is according to time. Hallelujah. So just as he finished, think about it. Just as he finished making the offering, Samuel arrived and Saul went out to greet him. Next verse. What have you done? What have you done? Asked Samuel. Oh, Saul so, so replied, When I saw that the men were scattering and that you did not come at the same time and, and that the Philistines were assembling at uh, Mi'kmash, I look at, look at all the excuses. Excuses for what? For just defining instructions. It's clear. Listen, the Lord is dealing with you right now. Amen. The Lord wants to partner with you so that you can fulfill His will. He grows He says, 
I thought now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal and I have not sought the Lord's favor. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering. Because, you know, maybe, you know, the president, he didn't know that he's dealing with, the, with God. But he was impatient. He thought all those things bombarded him. He said, I know, I, I thought now the Philistines will come down against me. Hallelujah. And I have, I, you know, I will be too late to get God the Lord's favor because you're not coming on time. And, 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 you know, people are scattering. Praise the Lord. Time to get things organized. I felt compelled to offer the offering. I felt compelled to pay of offering. I did this because of all this. But look at what Samuel did. Look at the previous verse. Previous verse. Glory to God. Look at the previous verse. What have you done? What have you done? Ask Samuel. Glory to God. Go back, go back to, go to verse 12. Next verse. Look at next verse, verse 13. He says, You acted foolishly. He said, You acted foolishly, Samuel said. You have not kept the commandment the Lord your God gave you. You have not kept the Lord the command. The Lord, this command was given to him, but he said, you have not kept it. He said, if you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. Yeah. So you know, the Lord started, things were changed. The Lord gave him a perfect heart. The Lord dealt with his heart. Well, what happened? He didn't maintain. He didn't what? didn't maintain that perfect heart. So he said, you acted foolishly, Samuel said. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. He said, if you had, he would establish your kingdom over Israel. Oh my God, that small mistake. That's that small mistake. The Lord was willing to give him the kingdom for him to rule over Israel forever. Hallelujah. Just a small mistake. Glory to God. Robo Satakabahaya. Look at next verse, next verse, verse 14. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. Did you see that? Did you see that? He said, but now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. He said, it's the man that's after mine own heart. And appointed him leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What a painful experience. Just not only this one. Another instance, hallelujah, he wouldn't destroy the Amalekites and everything connected to them as the Lord expressed, you know, expressly instructed. Let's go to chapter 15 and I'll read from verse 1 to verse 11. Alright? <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Samuel said to Saul, I am the one the Lord sent to anoint you king over his people Israel. So listen now to the message from the Lord. Verse 2. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel when they waylaid them as they came up from Egypt. Okay? Verse 3. Now go attack the Amalekites and totally destroy everything that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Do not spare them. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle, sheep, camels and donkeys. Next verse. So Saul summoned the men and mustered them at Telaim. The will, see the will of God. 
200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men from Judah, okay. Saul went to the city of Amalek and set an ambush in the raven. Hallelujah. Then he said to the Kenites, go away, leave the Amalekites so that I do not destroy you along with them. So you showed kindness to all the Israelites when they came up out of Egypt. So the Kenites move away from the Amalekites. Next verse. Then Saul attacked the Amalekites all the way from Havilah to Shur, to the east of Egypt. Next verse. He took Agath, king of Amalekites, alive, and all his people he totally destroyed with the sword. Next verse. But Saul and the army spared Agag and the best of the sheep and the cattle and fat calves and lambs and everything that was what? Good. This they were unwilling to destroy completely, but everything that was despised, the weak, they totally destroyed. Look at that. Look at that. Not according to instructions. Be careful on God's instructions for you. Look at the next verse. So he didn't totally destroy it. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I am grieved that I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me and does not carry out my instructions. Samuel was troubled and he cried out to the Lord all that night. Hallelujah. He was crying out to the Lord all that night, grieving because the Lord has spoken against Saul. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is gracious and kind. Amen. Look at this verse 11 again. Look at that verse 11 again. He says, I am grieved that I have made Saul king. This is the word of the Lord. Go back to verse 10. Let's read from verse 10. Hallelujah. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. And this is the word of the Lord. Next verse. I am grieved that I have made, the, made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. Samuel was troubled and he cried out to the Lord all that night. Cried out to the Lord all that night. Are you in this place? Are you still here? Praise the Lord. And look at next verse. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, now what happened? It was told Samuel saying, Saul came to Carmel and behold, he sent him up, up a place and he's gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. Sorry, sorry. Um, we're going to read from the NIV translation. Early in the morning, Samuel got up and went to meet Saul, but he was told Saul has gone to Carmel. So there he has set up a monument in his own honor and has turned up and, and turned and has gone on down to Gilgal. So Saul went and made a, you know, a monument just for him to celebrate him. But the, but the Samuel was troubled, the prophet. Look at the next verse. The man of God was troubled. When Samuel reached him, Saul said, the Lord bless you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. He said, I have carried out the Lord's instructions. Look at the next verse, verse 14. But Samuel says, what then is this bleating of sheep in my ears that I'm hearing? What are those, these bleeping sounds that I'm hearing? What is the lowing of cattle that I hear? Aren't you not supposed to remove everything? And why are you still withholding some of the things that I told you to remove? Look at the next verse. Look at this verse. Saul answered, the soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. Can you see the excuses now? It was the soldiers. But he was in charge of the soldiers. It's under his charge. The instructions was clear. So the soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They spread the best of the sheep and the cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But we totally destroyed the rest. We just brought this, you know, because we want to sacrifice to the Lord your God. Look at that. But it was the Lord his God who has commanded, stop. Get this out. Kill them. 
broken exist. Stop, Samuel said to Saul. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, Saul replied. Look at next verse. Samuel said, although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribe of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel. Hallelujah. Next verse. And he sent you on a mission saying, go and completely destroy those wicked people and the Amalekites. Make war on them until you have wiped them out. Next verse. Why did you not obey the Lord? Simple. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? Why? 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 It's the same thing the Lord is trying to ask certain people. Hallelujah. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? Look at next verse. Hallelujah. Look at this. But I did obey the Lord, so said. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed I've been faithful all this time. I destroyed the camel kites and brought back the king. Look at the next verse. So sometimes people say, that should be okay. That should be okay. Come on, come on. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plant of the best of what was devoted to God in order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gilgal. Come on, can't you see all those things that I've done? It doesn't matter what you do. It's the heart that is important. It's a heart that is important. Amen. It's a heart that is important. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. God is not looking at those things. He's just looking at the heart. He's looking at the heart. Look at next verse. But someone replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offering and sacrifice as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord to obey His... Hallelujah. They said, To obey is better than sacrifice. Hallelujah. This is, a, this is a reply of someone. Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Are you trying to say that the Lord delights so much on the offering? Hallelujah. On your sacrifices? As much in obeying the voice of the Lord? He said to obey is better than sacrifice. This is where we get that saying, obedience is better than sacrifice. It was the voice of someone to, uh, to sow and to heed is better than the fat of rams. He said, all those things are unnecessary. Sometimes there are people are sorting out the unnecessary things, but they are missing out on the main thing. The main thing, my brothers and sisters, the main thing is not, you know, all things that is visible outside. Who cares? Who cares? What God cares is what is inside of you. Amen. Look at the next verse. He says, for rebellion is like the sin of divination. I like how he puts it in King James translators. He says, go, go to the book of King James. Hallelujah. For being rebellion, being disobedient. King James put it. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. It's a sin of witchcraft. Hallelujah. Meaning sin of divination. It's very dangerous. Rebellion against God. Hallelujah. Go back to NIV translation. Hallelujah. Go back to the NIV translation. Robo Sata Kabaya. Come on. For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like an evil of idolatry. You know, there are people who are arrogant. They cannot really humble themselves. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. They cannot really humble themselves. They, 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 they're being arrogant. Despite of all, you know, the instruction that they gave them, despite all the rebuking that is happening in their life, they are just arrogant. They, 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 they just need to just keep on opening doors. Hallelujah. That they're supposed to shut. Are you hearing me? 
Now look at that. For rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. And that stubbornness, the stubbornness is arrogance. Like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has rejected you as king. You know, think about it. Rather than being remorseful and repentant in nature, what happened? You, he, you know, when he was confronted by someone, he was not remorseful or, you know, to show the act of repentance that, okay, I must change because the Lord is after my heart. Are you hearing me? Instead of being that kind of person, he showed otherwise. As a result, what happened? He was rejected by God from being king over Israel. Hallelujah. Did you see that? Look at verse 26. So much the Lord said something in verse 26. But someone said to him, I will not back with you. I will not go back with you. You have rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord has rejected you as king over Israel. Did you see that? The Lord has rejected you king of Israel. Now, let's look at verse 11. I will, I will see it from the Amplified Translation. Verse 11. I look at verse 11 from the Amplified Translation. My God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, I, re I regret making Saul king. For he has turned back from following me. And has not performed my commands. And Samuel was grieved and angry with Saul's. And he cried to the Lord. All that. So he says, I regret making Saul king. For he has turned back from following me. And has not performed my commands. Not commandments, my commands. Hallelujah. So then what happened? He didn't stop there. Glory to God. Observe the progression. Observe the progression. Glory to God. He didn't stop there. Even that's why it's, it's so... Your heart is important. Your heart is important. I don't know what the Spirit of the Lord is telling me to share with us today. It's a direction of the Holy Spirit for us. It's a direction of the Holy Spirit for us. Hallelujah. So because of the attitude that Saul had towards Samuel... Something happened. It didn't stop there. Hallelujah. The Bible says the rebellion toward God continued. Saul became so jealous of David. Right? His heart went after other things. Hallelujah. And this is why we were reading from what was the scripture? Hallelujah. In the book of uh, Proverbs. What was it? 4.23. Proverbs 4.23. Again, what is the Lord saying to us? He said, cut your heart with all diligence. Guard it. He said, guard like a soldier. Hallelujah. You, gotta know, you should not allow anything just to come into your heart just like that to influence you. Because he says, the moment when your heart is influenced, his will on your life, you fulfilling his will will not work. So that's why he has to go and move and shift his plan for somebody else to be used and the crown is not yours are you hearing me there's a crown for everything there's a crown for everything so god knew uh, the only idea is for him for you to do his will there's for his will in your cell his will in this nation and there's a calling of god in your life but the moment when your heart is somewhere else the will of God, it will be disturbed. So he knew, okay, I need to shift now. What happened? Saul's heart has changed. I need to shift to somebody who's after my own heart. Because I have a will, I have a plan, I have a purpose. There's a reason. Nothing else matters but God's agenda in this world. Come on, somebody. Glory to God. So think about it. Saul became so envious 
Hallelujah. Continue on his bad ways. And I told you this is the reason why we must protect our heart. Keep it pure. Say, I keep my heart pure. I keep my heart. So the question is, how do you keep your heart pure and clean? Sanctify it with the word. Are you hearing me? Sanctify it with the word. Clean it with the word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Keep it sanctified with God's word. Never let any hey robot Never let anything unwholesome take root in your heart. Oh God. There's a will of God for your life. There's a will. The moment when I saw this, you know, I was, I was studying this, I said, ah. I was not studying to show you, I was just studying for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I Hallelujah. I was, I was, I was moving around. I was, I was speaking other tongues. I was rolling. I said, Ah, God, hey, this is too big. This is too big. So never let anything unwholesome take root in your heart. Never let anger. Never let malice. Never let bitterness. Never let hatred. Never let all those things, you know, poisonous to your heart. Never allow anything that is poisonous to your heart. Never let, you know, lust. Praise God. All those things that are poisonous to your heart that will take you away from God's will for your life. There are people today, hallelujah, the Lord has shifted his plan and has chosen somebody else because of their heart has moved. Let that not be your story. Let that be your story, my brothers and sisters. You are chosen for such a time as this. God has a plan for your life. Hallelujah. God's plan for you is to, be, to do bigger things. Hallelujah. Not to do smaller things. Even, you know, even think about it. Maybe you're sitting here you may be thinking you are in the 80s category, hallelujah, or even 90 years old. Glory to God, the Lord still does not look at the outside appearance. He still looks at the heart. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Your dream begins when the Holy Spirit comes to you. Glory to God. So take away the pride. Amen. So think about it. Your thoughts comes from your heart. Are you hearing me? Your thought comes from your heart. When I'm talking about heart, I'm not talking about the heart that is beating there in your, in your body. Your thoughts come from your heart. From your spirit. The character of your thoughts reveals the condition of your heart. Are you hearing me? Your thought has a character. Your thought, our thought has a character. Do you know? What your thought, they become what? Words. What's your words? They become actions. So the character of your thoughts, the character of your thoughts, they reveal the condition of your heart. The character of your thoughts. What's always on your mind? What's always on your mind? Hallelujah. What's always on your mind? What comes first in your mind? What is the priority in your mind? The character of your thoughts reveals the condition of your heart. You can assess it that way. He said, hey, he's not God. If, I'm, if you're not speaking tongues frequently, if you're not praying frequently, if you're not reading the Bible frequently, that means your heart has moved. There's an alignment right now for you. Yeah. There's an alignment right now for you. Amen. When you're born again, what happened? You give. Hallelujah. You are given a heart of love. Amen. The moment that you become born again, you're given a heart of love. Say, I have a heart of love. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 5, this is the evidence. Romans chapter 5 verse 5, 
So you have the heart of love. Say, I have the heart of love. I have the heart of love. Glory to God. Say, I have the heart of love. He says, the hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Shed abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So, what is happening here? Hallelujah. He's telling us that you have the heart of love. Say, I have the heart of love. That means you can love God more. You can do more. You can do more for the kingdom. Hallelujah. The things that you did last year, you can break your record and do more this year. The souls that you want, you know, something that Pastor Bidonwell says during the meeting, you know, I mean, during the rapathon, basically. He said, he said, you know, the, your record that you did last year, hallelujah, in this year, you can do it every month. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. You can do it every month. Think about it. Hallelujah. The souls that you win. If you total it up for the whole of last year, what was the number? If it is 100, you can do that in every month. Your partnership, your giving for the gospel, the things that we do, the outreach that we do, you can increase it. Glory to God. You can do more for God. Hallelujah. So he says, the love of God shed abroad in our hearts. By who? The Holy Ghost. The, when the Holy Ghost comes to you, His love is shed abroad in our hearts. He's there right now. I've got a heart that is given by God. Come on, I have, I have got the heart that is given by God. The heart of love. I got it. It's in me. It's in me now. I'm a child of God. I know who I am. But guess what? Protect it, maintain it. Protect it. What did I say? Protect it. Maintain it. Keep it the way God wants it to be. That's a secret. That's a secret for you to always be, always be, always be, always be spot on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm closing now in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 28, verse 9. Hallelujah. He said something. This is David now becoming old. And now he's speaking to his son Solomon. Solomon, he says, And thou, Solomon, my son, give it to me from the King James translation. Okay, here, it's okay. Now though the God of... Now... Sorry. Know thou the God of thy father. You should know the God of your father. He's, he's, he's David, the father of Solomon. He's speaking to the son. And serve him with a perfect heart. And with a willing mind. Ah... No wonder. No wonder the Lord uses the lineage of David so that Jesus Christ can come in the lineage of David. If Saul had done that thing, things would have changed. Salvation would have come from the Saul's lineage. But the Lord chose David. Why? There's a secret. He said, Thou Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts. And he understands all the imagination of the thoughts. He understands the imagination of the thoughts. He said, If thou seek him, he said, You'll be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. This is a powerful, this is so powerful, my brothers and sisters. Read this Bible verse again. Read this Bible verse again. Hallelujah. With a willing mind. The Lord says it all hearts. And I 
and understand all the imagination. Listen, what the imagination of the I, I told you the character of your thoughts is what it reveals. It reveals what, my brothers and sisters? What's in your heart? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It reveals the condition of your heart. It reveals the condition of your heart. He says, he says, how do he understand all the imaginations of the thoughts? If thou shalt seek him, he will be found of thee. What happened? David has really mastered the skills in knowing what God really wants. Praise the Lord. Even though he failed in certain area, but he made sure to align himself quickly, quickly, quickly. Praise the Lord. Look at that. That's amazing. So, he says, understand all the imagination of the thoughts. Amen. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Glory to God. So, in other words, whatever you do for the Lord, my brothers and sisters, the heart, hallelujah, from where it comes and the attitude with which you carry out, it matters. Come on. Hallelujah. In your cell, if your cell is preparing to do something, what is your response in your heart and the attitude that you have? When your attitude is wrong, when your, when your, when, when your heart is wrong, it's better not for you to do it. Are you hearing me? So we need. What an activity. Hallelujah. Maybe we are going on, you know, getting rhapsody, rhapsody of reality is printed. Hallelujah. The Lord doesn't really want to see how much you can I gave a thousand dollars. I gave, you know, two thousand dollars or twenty million. Hallelujah. That all doesn't matter to God. What matters to God is what's going on in your mind. What matters to God is the heart from where it comes, the attitudes which with which you carry out those things. What kind of attitude that you have inside of you when you carry out? Was it out of anger? Was it out of competition? Are you hearing me? Was it because, you know, you just want to despise the others to show everybody that you're just the one, you know, this isn't there? Hallelujah. What type of heart? Amen. What type of attitude? He says, God searches all hearts. And then he says, he understands all thoughts. The Lord understands all the thoughts that is going on in our mind. And guess what? So he seeks a perfect heart. He understands every thought that is going on in your mind. He understands everything that is going on inside of you. But what happened? The Bible says he seeks a perfect heart and a willing mind. He told Samuel, my son, thou know, now thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and a willing mind. The Lord is searching for a perfect heart and a willing mind. Glory to God. He says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 12. Hallelujah. He says, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 12. He says, for if there be first, for if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted to that a man hath and not according to that he hath not. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He said, if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted. It is accepted. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 25. I'll read from verse 1 to 2. Second Corinthians 25, verses 1 to 2. Look at this. Look at this. The story, you know, the Bible here referred to a king named Amaziah. Amaziah was 20 and 5 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 20 and 9 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jehoden of Jerusalem. Next verse, verse 2. And he did that which was right in the sight of, God, of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. He did everything right, 
in the sight of God, but not with a perfect heart. Did you see that? That people can do right things. We can see that you are praying, maybe doing a personal prayer. But what is in your heart? What is in your heart? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What is in your heart? Praise God. How is your heart going to be right with God? How is your mind going to be willing? It's through the word. How is your heart going to be right with God? How is your mind going to be willing? It's through the word. Hallelujah. The heart that's perfect and willing is the one that is yielded to the word, sanctified, renewed, and under the sway of the spirit through the word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In, the, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, the Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, he says, For God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. Hey. Am I speaking to somebody? Hallelujah. Am I speaking to you as a Christian? Amen. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He says, For God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. That means you have a capacity, the, the, you know, the possibility to, to give him a perfect heart and a willing mind. His shining heart to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Glory to God. Think about it. You wouldn't know God's mind, his thoughts and opinion, his perfect will concerning anything if you don't know the word. There's a reason you must study the word. There's a reason you must study the scriptures for yourself. Jesus said, you do err because you know not the scriptures. Amen? If you want to serve God rightly, you get to know the word. You've got to study the word. It's about the scripture getting into your spirit and countering your mind. What did I say? It's about the scripture getting into your spirit and then countering your mind. Your mind has a culture. Your mind has a culture. In this place, so that's why you must give more attention to the studying of the word, study the scriptures. As you do so, what happened? The wisdom of God, the insight of, of the spirit, by which he gives you guidance on how to serve him rightly. You will see, you got the word, hallelujah, amen. Praise the Lord, you're getting it into your spirit, hallelujah. And then what happened? Your mind is cultured. Mind is cultured, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then you started to receive insights and wisdom of the Spirit of God. And then He guides you. Hallelujah. So that you can serve Him truly with a pure heart and a willing mind. Amen. Every single day, it's a pure heart and a willing mind. Every single day, it's a pure heart and a willing mind. Amen. Every single day, it's a pure heart and a willing mind. The way you worship, the way you do things is transformed. It's transformed. Transformed. Glory to God. Listen, because you are the Father's priority. Amen. You are the Father's priority. Hallelujah. Trust Him and serve Him with your life. Trust Him and serve Him with your life. He knows what to do with you. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. He knows everything you desire. Better than you do. Hallelujah. So therefore, give Him your cares. Refuse to be settled again. Hallelujah. With those cares that you have. He said, cast your cares upon Him. Hallelujah. Because He will never forget you. The book of Isaiah chapter 49 verse 15. Hallelujah. Isaiah 49 15. He says, Can a woman, can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of the womb? Yeah, they may forget. Will I not forget thee? He said, The woman may forget his own child. The woman may forget his own child. But he said, But I 
will not forget you. So that means, hallelujah. Listen, God is talking to you. Amen. God is talking to you today. Stand up with me. Stand up with me. Forget everything else. Forget everything else. We are starting a year. We are still in January. We are still in January. The journey. In this year, the Lord wants you to re-examine your heart in the world. What is the desire of your heart? Remember, there's a will of God for you. That will of God can only better accomplish and be done if your heart is maintained. The Lord has given you a heart of love. His light has shined abroad in your heart and also his heart, his love, hallelujah, is now in your heart. But he wants you to maintain it, keep it that way so that you can allow God to use you to accomplish his will, to do bigger things in this world. Listen, the plan of God is for you to do bigger things. Are you hearing me? Even the plan of God for me to do bigger things. Praise the Lord. But the moment if my heart or your heart is not maintained, hallelujah, sustained, in that perfect heart and the willing mind that God wants us to operate in, our work can be disturbed. Can be so disturbed. You won't be, you won't find yourself being that person that God wants you to be in so winning, in partnership, in whatever area of your life. You know, it's not a proper growth. And then suddenly, hallelujah, suddenly your passion began to dissipate. Hallelujah, you're not on fire for God anymore. You're not passionate about soul winning anymore. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Glory to God, and then suddenly things shifted, shifted. Pastor Christ told us the most painful thing ever when you get to heaven and you found out that the crown that was supposed to be yours was actually transferred to somebody else. Given to somebody else. Hallelujah. Listen, we have a lot to do while we are here. There's a chance to flourish and be a prolific, be prolific as you can be in this year of the prolific church. Glory to God. Just lift up your hands and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, Hallelujah. Just worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speak to him. Speak to him. Begin to pray in other tongues. Hallelujah. Begin to pray in other tongues wherever you are. Don't worry about the person standing next to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why speaking other tongues, this is why fasting is very important. This is why, you know, glory to God. Praying is important. Reading those scripture is important. Studying the word is important. You know, it's not just about praying and, and fasting, but reading the word. Study the word. Study the word. Study because the character of your mind is very important. Go ahead, speak in tongues. Speak in tongues right now. Wherever you are, wherever you are. Give him praise, give him worship, give him praise, give him worship. All over the place, all over the place. Don't worry about the person standing next to you. Wherever you are, speak in tongues, speak to him. Things are changing. The Lord's plan, hallelujah, is for you to do his will. To do his will. To do his will. Hallelujah. What is his will? For you to prolong the days of Christ here on this world. That's a bigger, hallelujah, plan for you. You should not be small. 
God's plan for you is not to be small. It's not to be slow. Not to be slothful in business. Larodos kozata la bahaya. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Wherever you are. Example I give you today. Take for example, you know, uh, a man, you know, there's a almost almost get or maybe a woman. There almost almost get to the neighbor to the boy. Okay, you you why why not? Why aren't why aren't you having kids? What time? Sunday. Oh, her life. This woman is pregnant. Give me time. Give me time. Give me time. Give me time. Hallelujah. If you go to the book of Psalms, thirty-seven, verse four. Psalm 77 verse 4, the Bible is clear to us. He says, delight yourself unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And then what happened? He shall give thee the desires of thy heart. He said, just delight yourself in the Lord. So if you refuse to worry, hallelujah, but rather delight yourself in serving the Lord, or rather what will happen, everything will fall into place for you. Amen. The Lord will grant you your heart desire. So can I tell you, I don't have to enter my issues of life. Don't allow, you know, anything that is not important, your worries, to take the cares of this life, to distract you from doing what God wants you to do. Praise the Lord. Also, don't allow the negative things people say about you to get your attention. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're keeping focus until you finish the work. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7, Hallelujah, Paul speaking to Timothy, he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. <coughs> this is an amazing testament. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Why? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4, and I'll read from verse 25 to 27. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25. Let thine eyes look right on. Let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Wow. I in this place. Amen. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Let thine eyes look right on, right. and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, somebody. This is amazing. Praise the Lord. And then he says in verse 36, next verse, Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Let's go back to verse 25. And I want us to read it from the message translation. <coughs> Let's look at it from the message translation. It says, keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all the sideshow distractions. Okay. Are you hearing me? Mm -hmm. This is something that you should take with you. Hallelujah. After this meeting. Amen. He said, keep your eyes straight ahead. This is what the Spirit of the Lord told you. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all the sights of distractions. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's different. Glory to God. 
I'm telling you, I'm different. Hallelujah. See, I'm different. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you that I'm different. He told me, hallelujah, he told me this today, he said, keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all the sexual distractions. Praise the Lord. And look at the next verse, verse 26. And he says, watch your step, and the road will stretch out Hallelujah. Look at this. He said, watch your step. And the road will stretch out smooth before you. The road is stretching out smooth before you. Praise the Lord. So the road will be smooth if you're focusing on the side show distraction. The Lord is speaking to you. The Lord is speaking to you, speaking to you as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let this be your cogitation. Let this be your guide. Hallelujah. Don't worry about anything. Don't move to the left. Don't move to the right. Fix your gaze on Jesus Christ. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. You know, I have finished my course. I have run the race. Mm. Hallelujah. I have finished my course. Hallelujah. I have kept the faith. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 37. Look at verse 37. Hallelujah. Verse 37. He says, Watch your step. The road will stretch out smooth before you. And he said, look neither to the right, nor to the left. Praise the Lord. Next verse. I'm giving you good counsel. He said, don't let it go in one ear and out the other. soto. Read it again, read it again, read it again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Masoto konta lavahaya. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go to verse 25. Hallelujah. Go to verse 25. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Yes. So he says, keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sensual distractions. In verse 26, he says, watch your step and road, and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Glory to God. In this moment, in this walk that the Lord has called you to do, to be in, Refuse to be distracted. Hallelujah. So the people are not going to be distracted. Praise the Hallelujah. Always put on your coat of righteousness. Where will you go? Hallelujah. We have a garment of righteousness according to the scriptures. That's a book of Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10. Hallelujah. Yeah. Just look at it. What does the Bible say there? Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, here, here, here. He says, I will sing for joy in God, explode in praise for deep in my soul. He dressed me up. He dressed me up. He dressed me up. With what? In a suit of salvation. Hallelujah. And he outfitted me in a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom who puts on a tuxedo and a bright jewel tiara. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, I will sing for joy in God, exploding praise from deep in my soul. He dressed me up in a suit of salvation. Are you dressed in a suit of salvation? Salvation is all inclusive words. 
Praise the Lord. And then he said, he confident me in the robe of righteousness. Hallelujah. Put your robe of righteousness on. Hallelujah. Have your tuxedos up. Are you hearing me? Don't, don't take off your clothes. Hallelujah. Your robe of righteousness. When you are in a place, you, 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 must, you must show them the Christ that you have. Hallelujah. Don't let them overtake communications. Don't let them overtake them. You know, the that moment, the time. You get in, you pull, better. Let me share with you what we have to do. You stand. Hallelujah. Every time you try to lure you and take you in another direction, you are strong and you take them into another direction. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, this, you know, these are, take for example, Hallelujah, who are your companions? You're going to see you don't choose, like, for example, in the workplace. Hallelujah. You know that you always have to be together every time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Whether it involves in business, whether it involves in workplace, you must always make sure put your clothes on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Dress up in a suit of salvation. Outfitted, he said, outfitted, outfitted me in a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom who puts on a tuxedo. Hallelujah. A bride jewel tiara. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wherever you go, that's how it is. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know about you. Hallelujah. My heart is full. This year is going to be a different year. Amen. Hallelujah. Get ready for Wednesday. Get ready for Wednesday. Sunday being the Lord is hallelujah, going to reveal to us. Sunday is cooking. Amen. Amen. So, like I said, invite people. Invite people. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to start a new church. It's amazing, hallelujah. Get more souls. How many people need to hear the things that you're giving? Come on. If I come on Sunday morning and I see you well dressed and sitting in front of you, now I'm telling you I'm going to put your name there. Hallelujah. And there is no other people in the place, but only you. Last Sunday morning, only two people on the first time. Praise the Lord. So, come on, all the others are all timers. Hallelujah. So I told you the other day, okay, tell you never say all is gold. Hey, all is gold. Hallelujah. Don't ever say that all is gold. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah.
Amen.
They may have been included as members already by the people registering them at the registration table. But the names you guys don't can't see that. The name appeared twice, it should be. There should be something. But okay, you will give me the key that I'm Okay. I believe when it comes to the XLC, so we can get So good. That's amazing. Two five one. Hey, come on, say this. Two five one. First timers. We need to get this two five one strongly. Sister Blue. Are we good? Two five one. We need to deal with this two five one. We need to build this microphone. Come on, come on, come on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Hey, come on. This is huge. Let's hey, speak. hallelujah. Hey, hey come right. on. Hey, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Over the two five one go. They need to be educated in sales. They need to come into public school. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we need to see the men and the classification. Which one are the kids? Which one are the teens? If the teens, the teens, you must fully focus on the teens. They must come to the teens church. Praise the Lord. They must come to the teens church and they also must attend public school. That's really work. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of work. Amen. If we have achieved to my father, that means next month, I will get ready for 400. Hallelujah. I'll get ready for 500. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. 500 separate from the 251 that we have. Hey, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Think about we've been praying, we've been praying, you've been praying, you've been praying, you've been fasting this month. Hallelujah. February is going to be different. It's going to be different for you. Hey, it's going to be different for yourself. Hallelujah. It's going to be different for the work of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. The, the, the prolific church, you must put your name there. Amen. Meaning, you're coming in and says, We have come out strong in the ear of the prolific church. Hallelujah. So what happened in the book of the prolific church? I was so prolific. You're coming to the Lord and said, Lord, I was so prolific. Praise the Lord. Amen. I was excelling on every side. How many souls did you get? I, I, I got 2,000 souls coming now. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hey, Hallelujah. You know how many people did you get from that particular in that 251? Sorry? Okay. That's a minute. Get one plus eighty plus the Almost one hundred or so. Almost eighty or so. Praise the Lord. So please, 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 my brothers and sisters. We've got works to be done. We've got works to be done. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Get ready for February. It's gonna be a different time for you. Amen. So we give you one of the is improving times for improving your equipment. Like how the Holy Spirit was incubating the world. Hey, Rabba Oh, Rabba Praise the Lord. Hey, hallelujah. Giant leap. Hey, Rabba Amen. Amen. And making giant strides. Oh, Rabba Sete. Your January will be like a 10 years. Amen. Achievement in the January will be like achievement of 10 years with others. Amen. You'll see. You'll see. Amen. Amen. Put this to work because the Lord has gone before you. Amen. Don't be distracted. He says if you allow yourself not to be distracted by sideshows, your path will be smooth. Hmm. Hallelujah. Jesus said, No one who's holding the plow is and looking back is, un, is unfit for his work hmm. for the kingdom. 
Amen. The Lord bless you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship. Sorry, yes, thank you, thank you. If you want to give something, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We will never stop giving. Amen. 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 Every time you see your pastor coming and standing here, it's an opportunity for you to drop something here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. An opportunity. Hallelujah. Amen. So, like I said, praise the Lord. In every meeting, always prepare something. Always. It doesn't matter whatever amount that you have. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In every meeting, always prepare something there. You know. Hallelujah. Let me do something. Because I take a moment, I take an example. You are studying with a dollar. You are studying with two dollars. What is happening there at the moment? You respond. You also respond. Even if I may not call for a gathering or so, you are seizing that moment. You are seizing that moment. Praise the Lord. Amen. Like I said, Hallelujah. I to for you. It can be a one dollar, it can be two dollar bar. Hallelujah. You're bigger than that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is gracious and kind. Hallelujah. Do like Mother Botikel? Hallelujah. Because of that, before we say our benediction, I think I'm going to specifically pray to the offense again for those who give up the offense. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just, just worship the Lord. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. We bless your name. We glorify your name. The earth is full of your goodness. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, and innovation. Holy God. The tongue sings for joy. Singing and ending. 